You're listening to CAC Radio, Eastern Kentucky's best internet radio station. Do you have a home church? Are you looking for a place that you can bring your family and receive love and encouragement? Then welcome to Cornerstone Apostolic Church, where you'll find a safe place for you and your family, a place where praise and worship is encouraged and the preaching and teaching of God's Word is anointed and fulfilling. No matter where you are on your journey in life or your journey with the Lord, you'll find what you're looking for at Cornerstone Apostolic Church. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services. church every day. Home Bible study 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. 
Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome back to another CAC Daily iCast. We took a few days off, had uh, Tuesday and Wednesday off, and uh, we uh, are back on the air this morning. So we certainly appreciate y'all monitoring. You know, you can click on the uh, follow button on our uh, link on our Facebook pages, and you can actually uh, follow when we come on the air so that you know that way but also we used the link we call remind and uh, remind is just a little program that is uh, used by grade schools high schools junior high uh, colleges universities all across the u.s and um, so we sent out a text to those that uh, are on the list if you're not getting our text it's simple it's easy all you got to do is get your phone out and text at CAC Daily, just like you see it on the screen, at CAC Daily, just like you see it right there, and text that to the number 81010. You're automatically put on the list, and you'll start receiving text when we have a cancellation, rescheduling, technical difficulty, something happens, we can't get on the air. And uh, we hope that you do that because we have many on the list, and they get, they're in the know when we have a cancellation or rescheduling or something like that. But uh, we took a few days off. Really wasn't a few days off, just a few days off from the broadcast. We were very, very busy on Tuesday and Wednesday, and uh, so we're trying our best to uh, get a little, uh, little, I like to call it just a little vacation cabin, a little cabin in the corner of Tennessee. That's right. You know that song? Uh, just build me a mansion in a corner of glory land. Well, I got a little, little cabin in the corner of Tennessee. And, uh, so just trying to get some things squared away down there. So when I do need a little break, I can just go down, stay day, two days, three days, a week. Nah, I doubt if I'll stay ever, stay a week, solid week down there. But uh, it's a good place to get away for a weekend or a weekday with me. I don't get away for weekends because of church. But I can get away on Mondays and Tuesdays and sometimes Wednesdays, come back Wednesday night. But um, anyway, that's why we took off. We had a little bit of stuff we had to take care of down there. And uh, so we didn't have a broadcast on Tuesday or Wednesday. And today... We're back on schedule, so we're glad to be back on schedule, and we hope that you uh, are ready to have a little bit of church every day, home Bible study, 21st century style, have a little bit of uh, reading of the Word, a little bit of prayer, a little bit of studying the Word. Oh, we got all sorts of stuff, and then our trivia questions coming up, so stick around for it all. Currently outside, it's 61 degrees. That's right, it's cool. 61 degrees, going to be a high of 80 today, though, mostly sunny and nice. Great day to be outside. Well, it's a great day to be outside just about any day. And uh, Friday, it's going to be 78 degrees, and it's going to be nice with sunshine, patchy clouds. And then on Saturday, look there, going to be 72, only 72 for the high. And look at those lows from 58 tonight. 
down to 51 on Saturday. Well, when I was in Tennessee this past uh, couple of days, it was down in the 50s, 53 and 54 uh, during the night, and uh, it got chilly. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> you don't realize how cool 54 degrees is until you're uh, in a cabin with no insulation and trying to stay warm. But uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, we uh, we survived. And uh, it was, it was uh, you know, sometimes people say it's bone chilling. Well, it, it was that my arthritis did not like it and all that. So uh, I'm still paying for it. Uh, I'm still, my arthritis is flared up. So you need to pray for me. And uh, speaking of, uh, of, well, let's just look first before we go to the Lord in prayer. Uh, let's look at see what, uh, what the actual... Uh, radar showing and as you can see right here in our little corner of the world there is nothing going on nothing at all but sunshine and we'll take it we'll take it well little Perry Mason's up here with me and of course he's laying on the back of my chair and he's trying to hide out from my wife because today he goes to the vet oh yeah it's doctor day for little Perry Mason, and uh, he's hiding out with me and hanging out with me. But uh, I think he missed me over the past couple of days, too, so that's why he's hanging out with me. But uh, we're glad that you've joined us today, and uh, let's get off of the weather and talk a little bit about some announcements that we have. Of course, uh, we have coming up. We have some things that we want you to be a part of. And, of course, uh, we got our homecoming services coming up. And our homecoming services are just a time of the year when we celebrate the first services we had in our new building. We have an anniversary service. We have homecoming services. And then we have what's called Harvest Time Crusade. So, a lot of times uh, people say, well, you know, you got anniversary service and homecoming service. Usually homecoming service is anniversary service. But the reason being, we started in July. That's why we have an anniversary service. And then in the new building, we started having our services in September and October. So uh, getting all the services lined out to where we could be in the new building. So that's why we have a homecoming in October. So Saturday, October the 21st, 7 p.m. and October the 22nd at 11 a.m., Brother George Scott is going to be with us. And then uh, CAC Harvest Time Crusade is coming up. And that's going to be a time, a great time of gathering together. And uh, Friday, November the 17th, 7 p.m., Brother Buddy Puckett. Saturday, November the 18th, 7 p.m., Brother James Chesser. And Sunday, November the 19th at 11 a.m., Brother Michael Maupin. So we're looking forward to that. And then we right here at CAC Daily iCast are going to have a 10th anniversary service. That's right. We're going to be celebrating 10 years because we started back in 2013. Ooh. And uh, we've been doing this Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., 
for the past 10 years. We started doing it from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., having two hours. And it just got so much because my scheduling kept changing and I kept having to do things and uh, cut the broadcast short. So I thought I'd just lower it to an hour. And so that's what we've been doing over the past several years. But uh, we'll be celebrating 10 years, and that will be December the 5th of this year. And, of course, we want to give you our prayer request uh, list. Uh, We have a special uh, request this morning for Sister Tito Ratliff. Uh, Let's remember Sister Tito in prayer. She is is, uh, doing well, but uh, uh, they want her to do better. And so let's pray for Sister Tito that she'll get stronger every day. And also, we need to remember Brother Ray Sawyers. He pastors the Lick Creek Holiness Church. He fell and broke his shoulder, and uh, he is uh, trying to recover from that. So uh, let's remember Brother Ray Sawyers. Also, let's remember Sister Debbie Ratliff's mom. Uh, she was uh, Sister Debbie was uh, at church last night, and we certainly appreciate her being in uh, service with us. Uh, She went to the altar last Sunday and uh, went to the altar at the Pipeville Church, and she was in service with us last night. And um, her mom is in need of prayer, so let's remember her mom. Let's remember Sister Pam Bartley. Sister Pam is facing some surgery in October, and uh, she has a tumor that has to be removed. And it's kind of a delicate uh, operation, but uh, we know that the Lord can guide the hands of the surgeon and everything will be all right. Let's remember Charles Wolford. This is my uh, wife's brother-in-law, and let's remember him in prayer. Uh, He is facing uh, some uh, stent put in his heart, and then he's got a carotid artery that's uh, blocked. It's going to have to have some surgery, so they're trying to get him healthy enough to uh, do the surgery on the carotid artery. Also, let's remember Josh Casey in prayer, Debbie Ratliff, uh, Joe Justice. Uh, Let's remember also Roger McCoy, Gina, uh, Danny Ratliff, Van Rosa Urabi, And, of course, you see all of the others on our list scrolling across the screen or up the screen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we pray for each and every one. And if you have a prayer request, you can put it in the chat room, the comment section. You can call in at 606-282-4108, or you can email those to prayer at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we come before your presence, and we thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here today to study your word, to gather with your people from all across the U.S. and around the world. I pray, Lord, that you would move in a mighty, miraculous way for each and every one today who is watching, all of those who are watching on the uh, the webcast, all of those that's watching uh, and wanting to... Uh, wanting to get uh, their life uh, uh, changed. Maybe they want direction in their life. Maybe they need healing. Lord, we're looking unto you to bring that to them. According to your riches and glory, we know that you will supply all of our needs. 
I pray also, Lord, that you would move in a mighty miraculous way for each and every one on our prayer list. You know each and every need, each and every circumstance and situation, and we're just asking that you would move in a mighty way for each and every one. We ask, Lord, that you would just touch all of our viewers today, go into their homes and bless their homes, Lord, bless them, that they will always serve you all the days of their life and that every need they have need of, they will realize you will supply it. And Lord, we give you the praise, the honor, and the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, we're so glad that you joined us today. We're reading our way through the uh, Old Testament. And once we get through the Old Testament, we're going to loop back through the New Testament. And if you uh, stick around long enough, you can say that you have read through the Bible right here on CAC Daily ICAST. Let's have a little bit of reading in 2 Samuel chapter 18. 2 Samuel chapter 18. And David numbered the people that were with him and set captains of thousands and captains of hundreds over them. And David sent forth a third part of the people under the hand of Joab, and a third part under the hand of Abishai, the son of Zeruiah, Joab's brother, and a third part under the hand of Ittai the Gittite. And the king said unto the people, I will surely go forth with you myself also. But the people answered, Thou shalt not go forth, for if we flee away, they will not care for us, neither if half of us die will they care for us. But now thou art worth ten thousand of us, therefore now it is better that thou succor us out of this city. And the king said unto them, What seemeth you best I will do? And the king stood by the gate side, and all the people came out by hundreds and by thousands. And the king commanded Joab and Abishai and Ittai, saying, Deal gently for my sake with the young man, even with Absalom. And all the people heard when the king gave all the captains charge concerning Absalom. So the people went out into the field against Israel, and the battle was in the wood of Ephraim, where the people of Israel were slain before the servants of David. And there was there a great slaughter that day of twenty thousand men. For the battle was there scattered over the face of all the country, and the wood devoured more people that day than the sword devoured. And Absalom met the servants of David, and Absalom rode upon a mule, and the mule went under the thick boughs of a great oak, and his head caught hold of the oak, and he was taken up between the heaven and the earth, and the mule that was under him went away. And a certain man saw it, and told Joab, and said, Behold, I saw Absalom hanged in an oak. And Joab said unto the man that told him, And behold, thou sawest him, and why didst thou not smite him there to the ground? And I would have given thee ten shekels of silver and a girdle. And the man said unto Joab, Though I should receive a thousand shekels of silver in mine hand, yet would I not put forth mine hand against the king's son. For in our hearing the king charged thee, and Abishai, and Ittai, saying, Beware that none touch the young man, Absalom. Otherwise I should have wrought falsehood against mine own life. For there is no matter hid from the king, and thou thyself would have set thyself against me. Then said Joab, Ha! I may not tarry thus with thee. And he took three darts in his hand, and thrust them through the heart of Absalom while he was yet alive in the midst of the oak. 
and ten young men that bare Joab's armor compassed about and smote Absalom and slew him. And Joab blew the trumpet, and the people returned from pursuing after Israel, for Joab held back the people. And they took Absalom and cast him into a great pit in the wood, and laid a very great heap of stones upon him. And all Israel fled every one to his tent. Now Absalom in his lifetime had taken and reared up for himself a pillar, which is in the king's dale, for he said, I have no son to keep my name in remembrance. And he called the pillar after his own name, and it is called unto this day Absalom's place. Then said Ahimeaz the son of Zadok, Let me now run and bear the king tidings how that the Lord hath avenged him of his enemies. And Joab said unto him, Thou shalt not bear tidings this day, but thou shalt bear tidings another day. But this day thou shalt bear no tidings, because the king's son is dead. Then said Joab to Cushai, Go tell the king what thou hast seen. And Cushai bowed himself unto Joab and ran. Then said Ahimeaz the son of Zadok yet again to Joab, But howsoever, let me, I pray thee, also run after Cushai. And Joab said, Wherefore wilt thou run, my son, seeing that thou hast no tidings ready? But howsoever, said he, let me run. And he said unto him, Run! Then Ahimeaz ran by the way of the plain, and overran Cushai. And David sat between the two gates, and the watchman went up to the roof over the gate unto the wall, and lifted up his eyes, and looked, and behold, a man running alone. And the watchman cried and told the king. And the king said, If he be alone, there is tidings in his mouth. And he came apace and drew near. And the watchman saw another man running. And the watchman called unto the porter and said, Behold, another man running alone. And the king said, He also bringeth tidings. And the watchman said, Methinketh the running of the foremost is like the running of Ahimaaz, the son of Zadok. And the king said, He is a good man, and cometh with good tidings. And Ahimaaz called and said unto the king, All is well! And he fell down to the earth upon his face before the king, and said, Blessed be the Lord thy God, which hath delivered up the men that lifted up their hand against my lord the king. And the king said, Is the young man Absalom safe? And Ahimeaz answered, When Joab sent the king's servant, and me thy servant, I saw a great tumult, but I knew not what it was. And the king said unto him, Turn aside, and stand here. And he turned aside and stood still. And behold, Cushai came, and Cushai said, Tidings, my lord the king, for the Lord has avenged thee this day of all them that rose up against thee. And the king said unto Cushai, Is the young man Absalom safe? And Cushai answered, The enemies of my lord the king, and all that rise against thee to do thee hurt, be as that young man is. And the king was much moved, and went up to the chamber over the gate and wept. And as he went, thus he said, Oh, my son Absalom, my son, my son Absalom, oh, what 
God, I had died for thee. Oh, Absalom, my son, my son. It's 10.22 in the a.m. here in East Kentucky. And looks like the temperature is somewhere around 62 degrees. This is uh, episode number 149 of this year that we've got in since January 1st. And uh, don't look like we're going to hit our 200 mark. Usually we hit about 200 episodes. But uh, this year we're not going to hit that mark. But that will still put us somewhere about 2,100 episodes when we celebrate our anniversary on the 5th day of December of this year. So our 10th anniversary service we will be celebrating, and we certainly are uh, thankful unto the Lord for allowing us to celebrate uh, these uh, anniversaries. And that is a testament also to you as our viewers, because without you, there'd be no need for me to sit here and talk into a mic and look into a camera. So thank you for being a part for 10 years of CAC Daily iCast. Also, uh, we'd like to let you know this is the 264th day, just in case you was wondering, of 365 days in the year. So this is day 264 as we're working our way through 2023. Soon it'll be 2024. Can you believe that? That is just amazing. And pretty soon I'm going to be another year older. Yeah, in February, going to be another year older. As Tennessee Ernie Ford used to say, and this is a, a dated response, so you have to be a certain age to understand this. Tennessee Ernie Ford said, another day older and deeper in debt. <laughs> I used to have to listen to those songs when I was growing up. Oh, yeah. But uh, anyway, <laughs> that's just a throwback reference of Tennessee Ernie Ford. Used to be a singer, had a deep voice, and uh, said he owed his soul to the company store. See, you got to understand coal mining back in the day. Coal mining back in the day, they would offer a, a store, what they would call a company store, and all the families that uh, had people that worked at the mines could go to that store and buy anything they wanted. They had clothing, food, anything you wanted, but you could put it on a ticket, and then they would just hold the the thing out of your wages when you got done. Well, back in that day, some of the coal companies would raise the prices. And so, you know, you didn't have much of a choice but to shop at the company store. And the prices were high. And then by the time you got your paycheck, it was just, just basically a piece of paper in your hand saying that you got one. Everything else went to the company store. So Tennessee Ernie Ford wrote a song about it. it said, I owe my soul to the company store. 
little Perry Mason's laying his hand on me, his paw on me. He's, uh, I tell him all the time he's praying for me when he does that. But uh, anyway, we're glad that you've joined us today and uh, just giving you a little bit of throwback on what I used to have to listen to growing up. Well, let's see if we can't get this in. This is uh, something that we like to do uh, this time of the broadcast. And, of course, it is, do you have a minute? Well, of course you do. Well, then you got time for 60 seconds with the pastor. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm Pastor Richard D. McKinney, and welcome to 60 Seconds with the Pastor. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 15 and 16 says, I beseech you, brethren, ye know the house of Stephanus, that it is the first fruits of Achaia, and that they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints, that ye submit yourselves unto such and to everyone that helpeth with us and laboreth. The church in Achaia addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints, and then Paul instructs us to submit ourselves to those like the saints in Achaia. Addiction is a powerful thing. In the world, if you hang out with people who are addicted to alcohol or drugs, you are more likely to become addicted to those things yourself. And if you hang out with people in the church who are addicted to the work of the Lord, you are more likely to become addicted to those things. Are you addicted? Time is it? I tell you what time it is. It's time for another CAC trivia question of the day. CAC trivia question of the day is brought to you by Cornerstone Apostolic Church and the Apostolic Voice of Phelps radio and television broadcast. The radio broadcast is heard every Sunday morning at 9:30 a.m. on WQHY FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to q95fm.net and click on the Listen Live link Sunday mornings at 9:30 a.m. Whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also watch the Apostolic Voice of Phelps television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW. That's WQCW-TV. And you can also watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. Well, today's trivia question, name the only full brother of Benjamin. Name the only full brother of Benjamin. All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily, click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go, and we'll have the results of that on tomorrow's broadcast. Speaking of such results, yeah, Well, we do have the results of Monday's trivia question. We didn't have a broadcast Tuesday or Wednesday, but on Monday's broadcast, we had a trivia question. And the trivia question on Monday was, name the two people who asked King David to officially 
name his successor. And out of those that participated, it looks like 100% of you got it correct. And uh, the correct answer was Nathan, the prophet, and Bathsheba, who was his wife. So both of them recommended that uh, David officially name his successor. So 100% of you got it correct. Thank you for participating in Monday's trivia question. And you can get today's correct. All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. And today's trivia question, name the only full brother of Benjamin. And we'll have the results of that on tomorrow's broadcast. Well, let's see if we can't uh, squeeze in the Commonwealth Minute. The Commonwealth Minute, of course, is a... um, a product and a part of the Commonwealth Policy Center. This has to do with Kim Davis. Remember Kim Davis, the clerk who refused to give marriage license to a gay couple in Kentucky? We went down when she was released uh, from prison and jail, if you will. We went down and took a group of young people because I wanted them to see what real persecution looked like. And I wanted them to see history in the making. And so uh, we went down that day. It was hot. It was miserable. We had uh, some people overheated. There was people passing out and different things. But we wanted to be there for the release of Kim Davis. And um, so uh, Kim is now being ordered to pay $100,000 to this gay couple. So let's listen to the Commonwealth Minute. Welcome to the Commonwealth Minute. Here's your host, Richard Nelson. In 2015, Rowan County Clerk Kim Davis refused to give two men a marriage license. Last week, a federal jury awarded $100,000 in damages to those two men seeking to get married. After the Supreme Court's Obergefell decision in 2015, Davis argued that signing a marriage license would violate her religious beliefs about marriage. The First Amendment protects our religious freedom, which the extension of which is the ability to live and work according to one's conscience. This includes government officials. When the court redefined marriage, many argued that it would put Christians in a difficult place. Now, nobody should have to choose between their conscience and the law which is why this case is expected to be appealed. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at CPC for Kentucky and on the web at CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. Yeah, that was back in 2015. And uh, she was applauded for taking a stand. And she was apostolic lady. And uh, so, you know, she was applauded for taking this stand but now she's being ordered to pay $100,000 to the gay couple that she refused the marriage license to. And uh, the thing about it was those two men didn't even live in Kentucky. They, they purposely came to Kentucky because they wanted to force Kim Davis to do one thing or the other, give a license or refuse a license. So, yeah. 
we're living in a world that um, has lost, I say this all the time, it's love and mind. So uh, let's uh, be in much prayer for Kim Davis and all those. I met her two lawyers uh, that day that she was released, and uh, there was actually three lawyers there, and uh, they were from Florida. I didn't know who they was. I'm, I was naive, and I just uh, happened to see them looking over our way. And so I went over and introduced myself to them, and uh, they said, uh, are you all here for Kim Davis, support Kim Davis? I said, yeah. And I said, I wanted to bring my youth group so that they could see history and things like that. And uh, he said, well, that's great. That's great that you all are doing that. And uh, I said, are you here uh, from out of town? And he just kind of smiled. He said, we're Kim Davis's lawyers. And I said, oh, I didn't know. I'm sorry. Uh, but anyway, uh, they talked to our youth group and, and told them how much that they appreciate their support and standing for right things, even if it cost you something. Now, you know, we read about Paul and Silas being thrown in prison. We uh, Paul was imprisoned, um, different ones. Uh, John was imprisoned. Um, so we read about that. Well, uh, Kim Davis was put in jail. And uh, I don't know if she sang at the midnight hour, but uh, I'm pretty sure that all of this uh, going on with with her, has opened the eyes of a lot of Christian people that this is what the world thinks of us. Keep that in mind. Well, we have went over just a little bit, about six minutes, but it is time for us to take our little break. Yeah, we got to take a break. And the reason we take a break, we got to record our teaching sessions, put them on the archives, and people can watch them on their own time frame. So don't go anywhere. Don't touch at any key. We'll be right back. Welcome to a little bit of church every day. Home Bible study, 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, 
And you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily ICAST. Just a little bit of church every day, home Bible study, 21st century style. We are glad to be with you this morning. Uh, We took a couple of days away from the broadcast, Tuesday and Wednesday, and back on the air today. So we appreciate you joining us today. We hope you are studying along with us. We are in the book of Revelation it's a uh, book that sometimes you got to uh, take your time with and you got to study and dig deeper and not rush through or just read through. So we're going to try our best to cover as much as we can. We're on uh, the third church that was mentioned, uh, I think is where we're at today, uh, but it's going to be the Church of Thyatira. And uh, so we want to uh, go straight into the reading of the Word. And so let's pick up in verse number 18 of Revelation chapter 2. And unto the angel of the church in Thyatira, write, These things saith the Son of God, These things saith the Son of God, who hath his eyes like unto a flame of fire, and his feet are like fine brass. I know thy works and charity and service, and faith, and thy patience, and thy works, and the last to be more than the first. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication, and to eat things sacrificed unto idols." And I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. And I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he which searcheth the reins and hearts. And I will give unto every one of you according to your works." But unto you I say, and unto the rest in Thyatira, as many as have not this doctrine, and which have not known the depths of Satan as they speak, I will put you, I will put upon you none other burden, but that which ye have already hold fast till I come. And he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron, as the vessels of a potter shall they be broken to shivers, even as I received of my father. And I will give him the morning star. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Well, looks like that Thyatira had some good things going, as the other churches did, but also had some bad things they were allowing. I think it's interesting that as we read each and every one of these um, particulars of these churches, 
we can see that, uh, you know, uh, the good things that was going on. And notice the good things are mentioned first and then the bad things. It's, it's not the bad things. And sometimes, you know, you can discourage people if you're always telling them the negative first and then the good stuff. Because if you start out looking at somebody saying, okay, uh, you're, you're um, a, a Christian that's never on time. You're a Christian that uh, never gets involved. You're a Christian that does this, this, this. And then by the time you get to where you say, but you know you have love and you have uh, compassion. And, and uh, by the time you get to that, that person's already, you know, offended at the negative. So um, notice how these are worded to the churches. The good is mentioned first and then the problem. So uh, that lets, lets them know you're not all bad. You're not doing everything wrong. You know, nobody wants to feel like they're doing everything wrong. And um, so sometimes, you know, as as pastors, we, we don't always get that message across in that manner. But, uh, you know, I, I look at our congregation, and I'm so thankful uh, that uh, they have a lot of good things going for them. They're, uh, they're loving people, generous people, uh, compassionate people. They live holy. They, they do uh, I feel what they can do. Are they perfect? No. I'm sure we can all find something wrong with somebody. And so uh, that's kind of the way the churches were here in Revelation. Uh, they had a lot of good things, but they wasn't a perfect church. And so the letters were written to the pastors again, and then the pastors were to give them to the churches and so um, just starting out with this, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer as we study today. And this is going to be lesson number 1083 of our study through the word. Lord, we come before your presence and we thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here today to study your word. I pray that you would bless us, Lord, that we would be able to rightly divide the word of truth, expound the word fully, and help us, Lord, that we will be able to Take what is written and break it down word by word, verse by verse, and be able to understand it better, not only for the church of Thyatira, but in our lives also. And Lord, we give you the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, when we look at Thyatira, this letter that is to the church of Thyatira, um, of course, the scripture is Revelation chapter 2, verses 18 through 29. It is fitting that this is the longest of the seven letters for the church of Thyatira represented the thousand years of the Dark Ages. Thyatira comes from two words, meaning sacrifice and continual. So if you look at Thyatira, the two words it comes from, it's literally talking about a continual sacrifice. Well, the Roman Catholic Church was the church of continual sacrifice. The finished work of Calvary was rejected, and works, penance, indulgences, and masses were substituted in its place. The crucifix is a symbol of continual sacrifice. 
This was a church that had been overcome with pagan heathenism and idolatry. Just because a church says they stand for Jesus doesn't mean that church can't fall in to paganism and idolatry. If we're not careful, we'll make church something it should not be. And and so when we look at this, um, we see that in this description, if you will, um, the Lord calls himself the Son of God, drawing the attention to his deity, that he is God. And and so uh, he's drawing the attention to that, first of all. And then he's saying, I want you to know that uh, who I am, because, uh, you know, if somebody speaks to you, you want to know who they are. Uh, last night during the Bible study, uh, Caleb DeBarge says every time he prays, he, he tells the Lord, uh, Lord, this is Caleb DeBarge. So you want to know who's speaking to you, right? And that's a good thing. Uh, so in his letter, the Lord calls himself the Son of God, uh, revealing himself uh, and his deity. Uh, he describes himself as having eyes like a flame of fire and feet like brass. Uh, fire is, uh, of course, our God is a consuming fire. And also, brass is uh, representative. If you look in the tabernacle plan and, and throughout the word, brass represents judgment. So he's the one that can purify. He's also the one that can bring judgment. So uh, his eyes were penetrating and discerning. He he was able to search the reins of the heart. Um, when we think of reins, uh, we we think of um, you know things that we grab onto with a horse, uh, the reins of a bridle. Uh, but um, when you look at these uh, descriptions, reins of the heart, it's it's talking about the the intent of the hearts, the what guides you. What, uh, what you're following, what you're uh, accepting in your life. And uh, so you can look at it in that manner. But um, even the motives and attitudes of the heart are seen by the Lord. The motives and attitudes of the heart are seen by the Lord. Why? Because he is omniscient, which means he knows everything. His feet of brass speak of of sure and just judgment. So keep that in mind. Now, the church had many works of charity and was commended for it. Told you're doing a good job here. You're doing this. Uh, The main rebuke, though, was tolerating the presence of Jezebel. Now, you got to remember, Jezebel was killed in the Old Testament. So this is not Jezebel. Uh, this is the spirit that Jezebel had. We could do a whole study on the spirit of Jezebel, and we did. Uh, we did that, uh, you know, several years back. And uh, oh, uh, the the demonic world got all in an upheaval when we started exposing what the spirit of Jezebel was. But when you look at this. Um, it wasn't Jezebel from the Old Testament sitting there and ruling, but it was 
the spirit of Jezebel. What was the spirit of Jezebel? What was Jezebel like? Well, if you really want to know in depth, then you have to go back to the Old Testament and study. But if you will look, Jezebel was a bully. Yeah, that's right. Jezebel was a bully. Uh, Whatever she wanted, she pushed until she got it. She was manipulative. She manipulated. She was a bully. Uh, she She couldn't take no for an answer which means that if you told uh, Jezebel no, she would say, I'll show you. And so that was the spirit of Jezebel. So that spirit is now in the church of Thyatira. And that, that spirit is now having this type of same thing, bullying people, bullying people, uh, manipulating people, uh, you know, uh, this church had a problem with with uh, whatever this church wanted, it would get, and it couldn't take no for an answer. With those things in mind, it's easy to see how all of this uh, uh, condemnation, if you will, is brought to light because uh, apparently there was a... Um, some people says a woman, some people says a group of people that had this spirit about them, the, the spirit of Jezebel. And they were um, uh, basically being controlled uh, by demonic influences. We find that uh, the demon possessed this person or group of people uh, and was controlling uh, and corrupting the church. You know rebellion will corrupt the church. Uh, if you find somebody trying to control the church, control what happens in the church, control every department, control the pastor, control the church, that's the spirit of Jezebel. If you find somebody that, that wants to manipulate people, Oh, with flattery. Sometimes Jezebel would manipulate people with flattery because she would paint her eyes and tire her hair, and she would uh, be all made up so she could uh, kind of flatter people and lure people. And, and And if you ever see anybody in the church that tries to lure people through flattery or through some type of manipulation, that is the spirit of Jezebel. And, and you need to cast it away. You don't need to let it proceed any, far, any further. But with that, we see that not only was Jezebel controlling, manipulative, uh, but she also could not take no for an answer. Some people are fine serving the Lord, working in a church, until you tell them no. They ask for something and you say no then all of a sudden they're mad. Some leave, some sulk, some pout, some sit down and do nothing else. That's the spirit of Jezebel. And this is what was going on in this church of Thyatira. You had people who was manipulating, 
You had people who had a demonic spirit about them trying to control the church, corrupt the church. And if we're not careful, that will happen in our day. It, it's happened in the past. It's happened in every area. This is not an isolation to this particular geographical area where Thyra Tower was located. But this is something that happens in every church. You always have people that either have money or influence or connections, and they come into the church, and the first thing they want to do is start changing things. The next thing they want to do is start manipulating what they want, their agenda. And the next thing you know, they corrupt the church and destroy the good that's in the church. Well, you know, uh, it's like... Just for instance, if somebody came into the church today and they uh, started befriending, because that's what Jezebel do, does, she she uh, becomes your friend and, and then uh, starts manipulating, okay? Uh, we need to uh, change this. Uh, we need to do this this way. We need to, uh, you know, quit having so much prayer time and have more singing, or we need to do this and start manipulating, you know, asking, can I be over this department and that department and this department? You know, there was a time when the spirit of Jezebel uh, ran through uh, the uh, a congregation and, and, uh, I mean, the, the spirit of Jezebel was wanting to take over every aspect of the church. They wanted to be in charge of the youth, Sunday school. They wanted to be in charge of band ministry. They wanted to be in charge of, of singing. They wanted to be in charge of music. They wanted to be in charge of it all. And then when they was told no, no, then all of a sudden they left. It was like, it's like, well, I want to do this, 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 this. And then when you say, no, 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 we got people doing this. We got people that's in charge of this. We got people in this department. But they wanted control of it all. Why? Because the spirit of Jezebel is not satisfied just doing one thing. It wants to control everything. Remember that. The spirit of Jezebel corrupts and controls those are two words that you need to make a note of if you're taking notes. The spirit of Jezebel wants to corrupt and control. And so that's what was happening here in the church of Thyatira. We see that uh, she was a self-styled prophetess. Um, she uh, took the lead of, in the religious life of Israel. Now, you know, Paul began to talk about women leaders, and he said, you know, that a woman should a woman should keep silent in the church, and we know the verses and all that. And I don't believe that meant that a woman couldn't teach Sunday school or couldn't uh, teach children or couldn't work in some capacity. I, I just think that it was this type of a spirit that was trying to overtake the church. And Paul shut it down. You see, if we're not careful, when this spirit starts rising, if it's not checked and shut down, it will soon control 
the church, corrupt the church. Because when Jezebel's spirit starts controlling the church, that church gets corrupted. And, and this is what happened to Thyatira. This is what happened to Thyatira. And, um, of course, we see a picture of her as a system within the harlot church of the last days, calling herself a prophetess, saying that she's doing things religiously, that she's continually sacrificing. Remember, that's what Thyatira means, continual sacrifice. But yet, the Lord is saying, no, you're trying to control the church and you're trying to corrupt the church. And this is uh, what I, I think, uh, you know, uh, we need to understand because when you look in verse 20, and I'll bring this up on the script, uh, split screen, notwithstanding I have a few things against thee because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach and seduce my servants. So Thyatira was allowing this manipulating, controlling, um, corrupting woman or group of people to control the church and causing the Lord's servants to commit fornication. Oh, you don't have to serve the Lord or you don't have to live strict or you don't have to be like all that that you read. That's the spirit of Jezebel. And to eat things sacrificed unto idols. Now, we all know that in the Old Testament, if something was sacrificed to idols, you were not to eat it. You were to stay away from it. I don't think this is so much as a um, physical uh, material reference, if you will, of meat or something to eat as it is serving something to the congregation in a spiritual way. That whatever preaching, whatever teaching, because remember, that's what it started out with. Uh, you allow Jezebel uh, to teach and seduce my servants. So with that said, and, and let me uh, just take a moment here if I could uh, to teach and seduce uh, my servants. What happened was uh, this teaching, and that's why I think uh, it wasn't about eating natural food. I think it was the teaching that they were consuming Whatever Jezebel served, they ate. Whatever she taught, they received. Whatever she manipulated, they received it. I think that's what it is. Now, when you look at this, uh, we see that it's sacrificed to idols. So uh, leaving the true God to serve other things. You know... I said this several times. I think sometimes America has made religion something it should have never been, making church something it should never be, because church is a place that we are to present the uh, the Word of God, but it's also a place of worship and praise unto the one true God. Jezebel did not want that. Jezebel wanted all of the 
attention. Now, um, if you see somebody in church that has to have all the attention, beware of that person. The spirit of Jezebel is working in their life. But also, I, I thought about uh, how that uh, sometimes uh, when when churches get away from preaching, you know, uh, I see our time is is up, but I want to I want to kind of uh, we'll we'll pick back up on this particular. Uh, part, but I was looking at this, and uh, I was just wondering if we could just close out with this today uh, and make some sense of what I'm getting ready to say without leaving you hanging. Um, Jezebel wants to control everything. Jezebel wants to manipulate everything. Jezebel wants to corrupt everything. Um, if you have someone and I've heard this statement said by someone uh, that uh, singing is and music is the most important part of the service. Time out. It is not the most important part of the service. I don't care how 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 good you can sing, how good you can play. That's not the most important part of the service. The most important part of the service is the preaching of the word. Now, in our area, we used to have years ago, uh, and still some people re reference it today, what would it would be called save the preacher meeting. Now, somebody says, well, why does the preacher need saved? Well, you're not saving him. You're, you're uh, keeping him from having to preach, almost as if it's a chore. And, and so they'd say, save the preacher meeting. Because why? The singing, the praise, and the worship dominated the service. And there was no word brought forth. I tell our folks all the time, you can shout till midnight. You can sing to 4 a.m. But I'm going to give you something in the word before we leave. You know why? Because the word is the most important, the, uh, important, the most enduring the most steadfast, the most solid thing that we can have in our life. Singing is great, but singing only changes you for a moment. You know what the purpose of singing is in the church? To prepare our hearts to receive the word. It's to lead us into the presence of the Lord. It's not to dominate. It's not to control. But this person that said that, it, it raised a lot of red flags because they were trying to manipulate. They were trying to control. They were trying to uh, take control of the service. And then when the preaching went on, it was like they had other things to do. They'd go into uh, the restroom. They'd go to the foyer. They'd go walk around. That's the spirit of Jezebel. Jezebel had a spirit about her that was controlling and she didn't like to be told no. Well, we're going to pick up and try to finish this uh, with Thyatira tomorrow. But uh, I'll, I'll just wonder, have you ever encountered the spirit of Jezebel? Have you ever committed uh, or, or seen somebody trying to control and manipulate uh, that type of atmosphere? I'm sure that you have. If you've been in church very long, you've seen how people sometimes manipulate. 
they try to manipulate. There's a person told me one time, they said, oh, if you allow that person to come, they'll manipulate you and control you and do this. I said, no, they won't do me that way. Oh, yes, they will. I said, no, they won't. Why? Because I study the word. And when I see these things start to happen, I shut it down. I let them know that's not why you're here. I hope this study has opened your eyes. I hope this study has helped you. Thyatira had some good things happening, but they also had Jezebel teaching and seducing the people of God. Let's stand for the word. Let's shut down the spirit of Jezebel. Let's pray. Lord, we come before your presence. We thank you for this study today. I pray, Lord, that you would help us, that, Lord, we would always shut down the spirit of Jezebel. We would not allow that spirit to control or to corrupt. Lord, I pray that you would help each and every one that it maybe has been hurt by someone with the spirit of Jezebel, a controlling person, a corrupt person, that they will get past the hurt and keep serving you. For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus we ask and pray. Amen. Well, I want to uh, pick up uh, tomorrow uh, on this subject again. Uh, we're just going to talk about the admonition, and then we will get into the letter uh, to Sardis. Uh, you know, I just I think that sometimes we just need to know uh, what um, the spirit of Jezebel is like in modern day, just like it was to Thyatira, someone controlling someone manipulating, someone corrupting, teaching false doctrines, seducing people. You don't have to live godly. You don't have to live holy. They want to seduce people to live ungodly and unholy. That is the spirit of Jezebel. Well, we will pick up there tomorrow, and we do have our trivia question up and running, and, of course, our trivia question uh, for today is simply this. Name the only full brother of Benjamin. Well, all you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. Everybody have a great day because we are out of here. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services.